We had too many lists to cover in the time allotted on our previous episode, so here's some additional coverage of more of the lists from Nova with my special guests, Mike and Rob. So uh, next up, uh, okay, we had, so we didn't know this, we didn't know this going into the tournament. Uh, they had previewed all the lists, but there was some late ads in the tournament. And uh, I got to hang out with uh, Andy Boltz this weekend. So he was the guy that showed up with a Chimera list. And it looked like, it looked like going in, like the, the room would have been soft to a Chimera. And he did, he did smash almost everybody uh with the uh with a chimera list now it wasn't the typical nurgle chimera list he did he gave people a fighting chance uh, he ran a blood kind with axe and shield a great brace shaman uh a gore with weapon and shield and an ungore with spear and shield so a total of five models 990 points I love I love the energy just uh, going. I'm gonna be the scariest thing, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a total, especially because it, it, I was laughing when I heard that the Chimera list showed up after the after the the video where they said, Oh, oh I think yeah, might do really well. But I respect going five miles. Like I said, I love I love Elite List. I just played uh, I played our TTS tournament with a three model Chimera list for the same reason. I didn't want to be too too uh, aggro with the, all of the the little guys running all over the place. I was like, Let me let me give everybody a shot to to still still kill it and um it's a it's a cool list though i think uh i love great bray shamans that that pull is is neat um whenever i've played them i like to use their reaction to try to almost make them into a little more anvil pieces because they can just drop down the the uh the hits character or the, yeah the, the damage from hits um so the 20 wounds you can kind of spread out a little bit more you can just pull stuff into big stuff and kind of kind of neat but there's a lot of board control here with the dragon mall and the the double on the great bray um you can really do some interesting things yeah if you look at his if you look at his tournament there he was he was crushing everybody uh and then in the last round of the pool play he actually played against javi who we're going to cover here in, a, in just a sec javi's playing a horde list and this was an objective mission so so it was he got smoked on this objective mission with the five model uh with the five model list and then going into the thing going into the single elim he he had a field day again. Uh, actually, he had, he had a pretty tight game versus Gray on Skaven, I think. But uh, yeah, uh, a pretty pretty easy for one day for Andy there. And that that game against Gray, I'm just imagining how many wound counters you would have needed to be able to keep up with that game with a Chimera, and because uh, he had the Storm Fiends, I think <laughs> a lot of damage on that table. Yep. So uh, we got another uh, another uh, Northern Virginia. Uh, ringer here. We got Javi Martinez. Uh, played uh, he played Horns of Hashit at uh, AC Open, and played a variation of it here. So he went full horde mode with Horns of Hashit. Uh, played a leader Ruinator Alpha with a flail, three Demolishers with Flame Hurlers, not two but three, five Shatterers, and filled out the list with a couple with a couple uh, Raptorixes. For a total of eleven models, nine hundred eighty-five points. <laughs> so uh, he's someone. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, we played. He's the reason I got into competitive Warcry uh, to start with. Uh, he got me to ACO. He talked me into going to Nova. Uh, we played, and I think he kicked he kicked my butt for three months straight. I don't think I took a win off this guy, 
he is one of the most uh, methodical, meticulous players you could ever imagine. And the uh, list thought, as we were talking about his list when we were building it, he's like, you know, it'd be better than two demolishers, three. I'm like, yeah, totally. Like that was that was it. That was the list. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if they kill one, you still got two. Like there was, there was nothing else. And the poor guy gets so much hate because they are really oppressive model pieces with that triple. Yeah, Peter. Um, yeah, Peter was <laughs> Peter was cussing it out the whole time. He's like, oh, it's so broken. Yeah, yeah. And you you got to write about Javi about about him being methodical. I I got I got the privilege of playing him once in a pickup game as well. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. He's very well thought out and structured, very tight mind. Um, I, w- I had the privilege of sitting next to the table when he played against the Chimera list. And uh, I think in the one activation of uh, of one hurler, he double bracketed the uh, Chimera. Oof. And the, the guy was going off and he's awesome, dude, too. Hilarious guy. And he was going off about how. The flame, the flamethrower should hit his own units in there, because you know the flamethrowers hitting <laughs> yeah. in an area, and and he goes, he goes, it breaks, it breaks the immersion of this game, and then Hobby just looks at me, goes, yeah, but I guess the towering three-headed monster doesn't break the immersion of reality. <laughs> so like, it was awesome watching them, and the poor guy plays so well that nobody's like, hey, really great job handling those fragile shatters and positioning on points. And taking a list that doesn't have really a hammer or an anvil just has really good abilities. Everyone's just like, I hate your flamethrower. <laughs> like he just gets straight hate. <laughs> so I think he's he's hanging yeah. it up for this TTS league because he's just like, I'm done with it. I'm done hearing about it. He's trying to make friends now. He's, he's trying he's trying to he's trying to be a big boy now, have friends. They, yeah. they are they are oppressive. I I played against horns once or twice, and yeah, it's they're very, very hard to play against. But so besides demolishers, because I know he played he didn't play straight horde like this at ACO. I think he had. No, he did. No, oh, it was did three. He, yeah, there was did three he have matches. three? Did he have three flame hurlers and the and go wide eleven miles wide at yep. ACO? He didn't have the okay. Raptorixes. He just had more okay. shatterers. Oh, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking a different list from Kansas City leading up to it that mm. we reviewed. It was it was horns of hatchet with only two demolishers, but it had the FOMO crusher. I like that mix. I think I like that list a little bit more for having just, you know, having a big threat. Because if you look at, if you look at the, uh, the matchups here, uh, Javi went up against Justin and uh, this uh, semifinals. Yeah, that was Reaper. And not a good, not a good matchup for Javi here because he had nothing big to really threaten the crushers. I think he tried to make a if I remember this how this game played out correctly, I think Javi made a play at trying to like trying to like burn down a, a crusher and and get it off the table to try to even it out, but it didn't work and then the crusher just had a field day. And it's it's so hard to like in that mission when you're when you're kind of doing this like AoE damage and your whole plan is to just wipe out chaff in like two activations. That's really good in Reaper for that round, but then you're left with like just it's really hard to score outside of that after after you've cleaned up all of the easy pieces and then you've just right. got these these monsters bearing down on you. So um it's a it's I mean it, it's shown what I think 
I, I respect him for, for playing him just because nobody wanted to throw him on a table competitively. <laughs> and he just yeah. looked at it and said, these profiles are too good to not play. Um, and yeah, clearly it's an effective list and the, the models do exactly oh, they, as advertised. Yeah. And so we, we, we kind of talked about the shatters a little bit, but I want to just do a side-by-side -side comparison here. So what makes the shatters so insane? And I didn't realize this at first either. Right. Cause I, uh, but for 55 points, compare it to a flagellant, or there's a couple other similar profiles as well. You pay 10 points more for something very similar. 10 mm -hmm. wound model, move four. But there's not a whole lot different, different, right? Flagellant gets one extra attack, one fewer point of crit. Here for Shatter, you're paying 10 less points, two inches of range, an extra point of an extra point of crit. Like the there's the value on that is so pushed compared to other chaff models when like you look at like max damage between those two say again like that's not a good necessarily metric to to really establish but um max damage on the flagellate is if you roll four crits is 12 damage max mm -hmm. on the shatter is 12 damage right so you can it's not like you're getting past the other one and they're, they're still both hitting for yeah. one damage on a, on a strength three attack so um i personally i think that the, the range is probably a little undercosted um in uh in the current edition i think two and two and three inch it, well, in some instances i guess there's you look at stuff like claws of karanak and clearly that range and a lot of the ability but those like three inch range uh chaff are just <laughs> unusable because of their, their 90 range. points right this yeah is it's just five points it. 10 wounds, some of them so well, you can't there's, get them off. there's some three inch chaff that's really too expensive and then you got marauders and wardens they're pretty like, cheap yeah yeah luminous they're kind of kind of wild for it too so um that's what i'm saying I, I feel like it needs to be up a little more probably like five five ten points for for like two inch and three inch range stuff um just because the, it the it changes how you play against things so drastically because you're you're essentially forcing people to to dump an extra activation when they want to engage with it a lot of the time it lets you get there first and then get only one attack at you which is huge Yep. But that points difference too. 10 points. If you yeah. talk about 10 point difference between a 200 to 210 point model, that's one thing. But between yeah. a 55 and a 65, that's a world of difference. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. an attestation to uh, the the numerous profiles in Cities of Sigmar that are uh, completely unusable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. That's wild. Uh, uh, they don't get reactions though. That's the big point. Uh, I don't think we discussed on it. Shadows oh, yeah. do not get the reactions that uh, any of the demolishers or ruinators get. So Just yeah, the, they get the, counter. So uh, someone could be like, oh, you know, they're fifty-five points because they don't have a reaction. Like, I'll take the no reaction for the straight gold. <laughs> like, that's completely fine. But they, I mean, they can use the universal one still, so just not the. Yeah, faction. they can use counter. Yeah, okay. go, go, go. They don't have the other one though. Yeah, because yep. you got to be a demolisher at least. Right. Perfectly balanced. Don't yep. touch them. Leave them at 55, right, GW? <laughs> <laughs> Buffer everything yep. else to to compensate. That's fair. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good with that, too. Let's get the flagella yeah. six attacks on that, right? <laughs> yeah. Crank them up. Let them go wild. Flagellates right. everywhere. Flagellating every single game. Right. That's all I want to see old men hit themselves. <laughs> That's what I wake up for. <laughs> it was a the Raptrix, I think, is one that like I just haven't I, I I so frequently just like shy away from the um the chaos thralls just 
I've seen people play Furies. They're super delicate. And like the, the Raptrix, you know, the five move is nice. You get it. It's the fastest thing in the list, I think. Um, it's, you know, the, the profile, the damage is pretty much exactly the same as a Shatter, uh, except a little bit stronger, minus one. So, I mean, it, it was smart to just chuck him in there, especially for the, the tournament. I think, I think I talked to him about it, and he said he wasn't super happy with, with this version of the list, but he kind of had been... Um, kind of uh not not super engaged with warcry but still wanted to get in on it so it wasn't wasn't necessarily his favorite version of a list to bring for this pack necessarily but um again goes an attestation again to how good a player he is and how just good a core that uh um these ones are shit are he could have brought three more shatterers right so the the idea behind the raptor X from what we we talked about was uh the base size being able to kind of block charge lanes to keep his oh um, wow uh okay. to keep his uh what's it called his uh hurler safer they're a little bit more scrappier than the than the shatterers they have a little bit more life they're quicker um he comes from the school of thought he and i are very different when i first started I just want to throw dice and slam down, play Titans, you know, just play some, play some good old uh, kitchen table work. Right. He's from the point. He's like, if I don't have to roll dice, I never will. I just want to beat you with speed and objective placement. <laughs> and that's where the Raptrix thinking, that's where the shatter thinking all comes into. Yeah. No, ideally, I'll... ideally you're crying by the end of the game because of how. Yeah. You're just sad. And you're like, why don't you throw <laughs> dice? Why don't you throw dice, tough guy? And then he's just like, well, I just, you know, one twenty to three. So. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Warcry and then Kill Team as well. These skirmish games. I mean, combat and throwing dice matters, but ultimately, a lot of these games are games of of movement and positioning. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, sure. for sure. When and the uh, principle kind of I've learned from uh, local guy Zach, who won uh, Dan's first tournament. Um, he played Seraphon, and um, I've talked to him about it. And the the less you have to straight up rely on the dice the less the probability can come back to hurt you so like guaranteed damage on certain things is also really good um you know sometimes it's costly but uh just being able to like those the charge style abilities where you just get the value of the dice as damage you don't get to decide anything there's no reaction there's no nothing you just die sometimes so you know those can be really powerful as well and just avoid you know the, the randomness that is inherent in the game which is which can be really powerful too so uh, moving on with uh, just a few more lists here, uh, going down the, uh, the standings a little bit. We had Andrew Elliott, 3-1-1, one, and one, with the uh, – I thought someone had coined some catchy phrase for it. Overthinking uh, Lizards. I had it. Uh, Thunder Lizards. That was what it was. Thank you. I was – it was on the sorry, tip of Mike. my tongue. I get it. Yep. I think, I think he called this Thunder time. Skinks. I think that was his – I think he kind of iterated on the name and called them Thunder Skinks officially. Thunder Skinks. But I don't know. I don't think that was the original name, though. I think it, Overthinking Worker, I think, put this this kind of version out first. Um, it was after Dan did Thick Boy Cardio um, and I can't Starblood Cardio or something like that. I, I just can't remember the exact name of it. I think it's on the blog. I think, I think Thunder Skinks is way more catchy. I love it. I absolutely yeah, love good. it. I hate, I hate the list, though. I played this in uh, in Tabletop Simulator uh, tournament recently. And man, it's yeah, it was, it was it was good. And I didn't like how good it was against me. If it pops off and it gets to position and the dice right, it feels like a, a blender just taking you out. Yeah, setting up coordinated strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's tough. And, the, and then the Zeppelin can... is so high with um with yeah. Kixie and Auto Paddle. Yep, Tak, Auto Paddle, Kixie. Um, he had the strength on Kixie Taka too. 
uh, for the blessing, I believe. Oh no, that was this for this one. Uh, yeah, for no blessings. But... My apologies. He was also in our TTS league. Uh, prior, he was also my draw, and um, he was uh, before we came into this, we were two and two against each other in like casual match play of just practicing the list with one another. So I knew coming into this, this was a coin flip because those annihilators having six toughness. Parathi's hitting on fours, not threes, and there's 20 wounds. So if I miss or I like miscalculate anything, I'm going to get punished and slammed because Rippas aren't going to do anything against them. My bosses need to crit against them to be effective because they're hitting on fives. So it was kind of a nightmare matchup, uh, and he ended up getting a tournament quest to tie the uh, match against me, and that was uh, where the draw came from. But uh, he's a really tight player, and he knows the uh, lists in and out. But uh, he did roll 12 on the trap, or I rolled the 12 on the trap against the <laughs> Annihilator. And I killed two other Annihilators. So, uh, you know, take that. But uh, no, he's a, he's a fantastic player. And uh, if super you don't nice get guy, rid dude. of – yeah, super nice guy. Like, such a great dude. Uh, and uh, if you don't get rid of uh, Kalthia, uh, it just – the overbearing weight of going to make a move, going to attack, going to attack, going to attack. It just takes you out uh, out of combat real quick. And I feel like it's a – Almost like it's a gatekeeping list against newer players because you're just going to be like, wait a minute, you got like three moves from those guys and all of a sudden they're in your face and you're just getting pummeled. So it's a it's it's a really good list. He's a really good pilot. And it's a uh, it's annoying. I also hate Starblood Stalkers. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on that. that I'm done with them. Against them. They always them. destroy me. Done with just, they're so good in order. They just they fill in so many holes. What so many factions are looking for. Kixie's yep. ability is unreal for a triple, and he but gives nine you, inches. Too. Yeah, it's, nine it's inches. unreal. Yeah, here's your here's your move and your toughness buff for a hundred and twenty five point model that's got six inch move, um, and then auto paddle is just great for just plugging away. Just keep double shooting whenever you can. The crits are gonna start coming, um, and then the mobility again. Like, I mean, you compare it, this list is so good because you've got the punch and you've also got the oh, mobility. Yeah. That, these guys have six inch move, and then yeah. I, I the biggest selling point to me is the fact that you can play. You have the punch of of Stormcast, but you get to play eight models where mm -hmm. normally you're 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 playing seven if you're lucky yeah 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 they're just i mean and the the, the additional synergy of like you want the annihilators in there doing the fighting with their toughness and their damage and then uh the other stuff can just plink the entire time you know anything that's not engaged from so far away that like you know you're not dumping everything into one small area so that as soon as there's a kill you can move on you know the the, the ranged attacks being good um and so far away like kixie's got the seven inch wizard profile and then these two guys both have 12s um auto paddle's got the double if he needs to shift if there's nothing near him um to get in range basically so yeah it's just they 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 work so well together and uh andy andy again i agree with rob that they he pilots them so well um just really understands what they're supposed to be doing and where they need to be at the right time and it was it was cool to watch him watch him play it it hurt it hurt a lot but it was really cool to, <laughs> to watch how well he did with them i miss so now that you mentioned this i missed the breakdown uh, i'm curious to see what his path was and how uh where he took a loss or something he might have had some bad luck in the in the uh, in the pool play there it looks like uh moving on we got casey van camp on uh ko uh, a little bit different take on ko here he uh a typical ko list but he's got a uh, errant quester with a grand hammer uh in there as well and uh different volley gun he's got a uh a, 
a flyer with a volley gun in there. But uh, still has the rest of the core there, 11 models, 985 points. Those questers are they're just so good for, and again, another really great order piece. Like they're a little bit more expensive, but they also bring, like this one, obviously, the crit damage doesn't really get you too excited, um, but it's so consistent damage with that 3-4 profile, toughness 6. So you're getting those threes, or sorry, strength 6, but you're getting those uh, that 3 damage so so consistently. Um, but just the, the added uh, flexibility that they provide in their abilities is just, I mean, again, another, another one that you just, you love to have it in any order list where you've got these really slow plotting beasts stomping around, waiting for killing. Um, I think that the... Uh... The Soulsworn Questers are like the Gobblepalooza for uh, mm. for order, mm. and I feel like order is like a few pieces of way of being able to soup something out of control because of all the extra activations they can make off either the Questers or off uh, off of um, Kalthia. And uh, it's kind of scary and terrifying where they're going to be heading soon with like another order coming warband coming out. And I'm kind of eager and excited to see it. But, you know, I'm just also going to throw it out there. It's going to be strength 3, 1, 3, range 8 shots. So who cares? <laughs> All the, the shooters <laughs> for those guys. Yeah, yeah. I take it back. Everything I just said, never mind. It's terrible. I, I'm, a, I'm looking forward to everything being uh, crazy, uh, crazy bad and uh, low, low, like output and bad abilities. But then having uh, the Arbalester being another Hrothgorn, Order Hrothgorn, get him, get him really souped up on damage. I don't think that'll be the case, but... <laughs> So here was our, uh, this was a, the uh, the loser in the Battle of the Dwarves here. Uh, I don't follow Fire Slayers a whole lot. I know Tabletop Beyond cover a little bit more about the uh, about the various uh, profiles in this one. And they also did a Fire Slayer specific episode. We were, we were actually just talking about these guys the yeah, other day. Last night. Yeah. yeah, you've been trying to help help build a list with these guys. And I think the, uh, the Hearthguard are the ones that have the ranged attack, right? The Auric ones have the ranged but, attack. And on the double... They deal reduce. They reduce your movement to half the uh, value of the dice, and I think that's a really, really interesting ability mm-hmm. for the oracle. It's like encasing molten or something like that on a double. Um, and then they have the Hearthguard Berserkers. Uh, uh, the Poleaxe one's good. I like the other one that has the five strength but one less crit. Um, they're really phenomenal for their value. They have like they just feel okay compared to like what KO do or what other like IJ wants to fight. And I'd have no problem putting IJ into a, uh, into a fire slayer match, but like they, there's nothing wrong with them. Like they can, they can really put out some output with the Oric rune father blessing AOE strength. Um, I think they're really cool. They got a new warband coming out. That looks sick. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, yep. it's hard to root against them. They're just berserker dwarves. Like it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like, like, what do you want? They're yeah, they're such a good like just robust core like just I yeah. mean dwarves in general right now right all dwarves are just playable that's just <laughs> just the rule your 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 uh, floor of what they can do is still going to be pretty good um, this is uh yeah I mean or Grunfather uh, it's hard it's hard not to want to bring that model he's got that uh, the two inch range on him and it's just a great model too like it's really hard to say no to it um, but you can just get so many bodies in in with these guys as well and again like the I mean I I'm not don't have a quick math in my head right now on it but like there's so many wounds in this list uh, with all of these essentially chaff models that you're gonna have to plug through you know these five toughness for guys that are shirtless which is awesome um yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like, and they're, yeah, they're, and uh, they're just, yeah, they're, I think they, they need to, to get to like a, like a jump up a couple of levels. I think um, they need some more allies that really synergize well with them. I, I mean, I'm sure here, here's a, uh, an easy statement to make, but I'm sure Starblood would be great with them. <laughs> you get the mobility, you get some output, um, bring in, bringing something maybe like a Kurnoff Hunter or something like that with them too. But um, obviously you can stay, the, the coolest part about this list for me is that it's all in faction, not a single ally to be had. This is all just orange bearded baddies coming at you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could just, you could do something along the lines of like a bunch of cheap fire slayers, a leader, and then like two Akelian Kings or like a, oh, a Medusa or something like that. Yeah, you just sick. use them, do your heavy lifting. Yep. Yeah, no, that it actually, that's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll write that on let's the list go. of stuff to try. <laughs> let's go, let's put it up even more. Let's put a Soul Sworn Quester in there to double up on the Achillean King to give him 10 free inch move right off the rip. Mm -hmm. And just have cheap value orientated three inch move, half naked daddies coming at you. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, I think, I think this is, uh, not enough people are playing them, I think, to really see what they're, they're, top potential is um but i think this is really cool to see that they're at their core they are at worst you know three and two coming second in the second bracket at a, at a big event um you know and, and sorry not to say at their worst but like you know that's that's their potential when you just use the faction um yeah you know i'm excited yeah i think i think there's definitely a lot more tweaking that can go on with these guys to really uh make them make them really really scary but again i i respect all dwarves on the table you know gotta stick stick with the theme don't get weird with the allies make it make it feel real i don't know you so, need your gandalf there you know you need <laughs> that's sure you gotta balance yeah. it out you gotta break the line the eyesight line over here <laughs> so uh moving on to another strong core here this show is again the the uh the, the, the core of uh cruel boys and what you can do with it here um uh, not bringing in uh hrothgorn but instead using a tyrant uh a brugit <sighs> to back him up so really one big threat, but uh, again, kind of shows what you can do using uh, crew boys as a as a base for your your destruction suit. Yeah, uh, I think the tyrant. I tried finding a tyrant list. I really wanted to get comfortable. I love the model. It's just a big dude throwing a bucket of dice, hitting even harder. <laughs> Uh, and then if he's netted, he has a ranged output to kind of yeah. with no minimum to throw. So like, it's pretty sweet. Uh, and what 42 wounds, like he's the Titan not, Titanists, right? Yeah, you're like, not he's just them. a big dude. You right. Gotta, yeah. Like you're not going to lob everything still. into him and everything you're chucking in is also dying by the way. So just, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's, uh, the only question I question on this one is the uh, pot rot over a stab grot. I'm a big min max man myself. Uh, pot grot, stab grot, both 45 points. Stab grot has one more toughness. Both have the same wounds. I guess he wants to use the triple to heal something off the pot grot. That's my only question I, about this list. I, I looked and I saw the same thing. So I, I wonder, I was wondering the same thing as well, but. I think he was a newer out. player from when I recall talking to him briefly. Uh, the kill of boss with flails just just really good. Like you you give him a double for venom and crust the weapons. They're they're house and stuff. Um, uh, it's just rippers are great when you get the reaction, uh, but once they get stuck into fighting, they just kind of poke and that's it. The wet noodle you. I mean the uh, the wounds in this list though, like those gut yeah. rippers, five of those are what seventy five plus your forty two yeah. from the tyrant, uh, twelve on the brugit. Pockrot has six or eight. 
six maybe. Right. Um, Kiloboss. Twenty-eight on the Kiloboss. Yeah, I mean, this you're not getting tabled. <laughs> That's for sure. No. You're playing with models all the way through, no matter what. Like, I mean, yeah, it's got a lot of staying power to it. Uh, and then when you're when you're shipping that tyrant around and clearing off the rest of the board, all of a sudden it looks looks better and better the further the game goes in. So, um, it's cool. It's it's definitely. Uh, I'd be curious. I didn't see the deployments for this one, but um, having a gut ripper running around with that tyrant uh, was probably probably going on. I'd imagine. Um, yeah. Just to, to to economize those uh, those reactions too. Which, if you check uh, out the spreadsheet, I think it was these. I think it was I think it was Tyrant Bruget Pot Rock oh, okay. in a single deployment group. Okay, and yeah, yeah, you, does it too. In the uh, the uh, the read only version of this sheet, I'm going to make this available in the show notes if you guys want to check it out and dig a little bit deeper. Has the deployment groups that went into everything, the missions, a lot more detail here. Cool, it's interesting. The uh, I mean, for two doubles, you essentially give Tyrant seven attacks, and then Tyrant runs seven inches, has a nine-inch threat to roll seven dice, uh, hitting on threes, four, eight. It's pretty terrifying. Um, Very. But he has to do so much heavy lifting, and if he's using on the Maw Path, he's not doing a double for another free move or free attack, so it's a... it's it's a lot of decision making within that realm of what are you doing everything pivots around that tyrant right um and if he and if he gets netted it's kind of like a big huge loss except for you can throw some stuff like we talked about uh yeah. it's interesting it's an interesting list yeah it, 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 it's it's nice to have a, a good plan b plan c right kill a boss and our boy boss are pretty good additional mm-hmm. plans yeah, and I admit it goes to show that people are really messing with with cruel boys now too, trying out some some more stuff and seeing uh, seeing what. I, I'm curious to see what you know a more melee oriented um, version of you know a list that can do really really well does within cruel boys. Yeah. Oh, gray. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, we got gray Rostron here, our uh, our Skaven representative. So he played a warlock bombardier. Two Storm Fiends, one with Doom Flare Gauntlets, one with Rattling Cannons. Uh, using three Storm Vermin with Halberd and Shield, and then with the points left over, had one Clanorat with Spear. Seven models, 995 points. I love I love Double Storm Fiend. <laughs> yeah, yes. dude. <laughs> he, had a, he had a pretty good run. Uh, he had a, I, yeah, I think he had a pretty close match against Andy. Uh, Could have gone 4-1 as well. But uh, came up a little short. The Storm Fiends probably had, you know, probably one of the few models that can really threaten a, uh, a Chimera. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. Gut Lord, too, right? Start punching holes through those things. They've got, uh, yeah. Gut Lord's got 32 wounds, and uh, you're uh, all you got to do. It's an even even number of attacks for a Storm Fiend to get through. Yeah. So he inspired me to go get more, or to start working on. Well, I got a, a handful of Storm Fiends already, but to get more Storm Fiends, uh, find, you know, finally get one with the Rattling Cannons. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's by far the best range one. Um, I'm a big fan of the Doom Flare Gauntlets, but mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the Grinder Fists are also, also a good option. It's hard to find a bad one. <laughs> They're all pretty playable. Yeah, he's a, and he's a, again, again, uh, another great dude. He was another guy from ACO. Um. And he uh, played a Skaven list down there, and I did a lot of testing on TTS with him with this. And uh, the list can be kind of wacky and can get out of control real fast. Seven models, like, there was a couple objective lists here. 
but you have so much presence, so much threat projection, so much speed. He would throw the storm vermin on the warlock bombardier. So like he could just free shoot things. Uh, it was really cool. It was really cool to see him with this. And I know that uh, you're a fellow Ratman too. So I think uh, with Scavic coming out, I know he's going to be reworking his list. Of yeah, I think he, yeah, he I think he's that in there. Yeah, I think he's been he's been brewing a lot of lists on Discord. Yeah, the seven yeah. models is the is the hardest thing. Uh, I, I I play more Rat Ogres and Pack Masters, but it's really really hard, or I find it hard to play with seven models. I really really like having eight models and having be having being a little bit closer in activation advantage and not trying to fight from behind. Yeah. So you know again you really can't avoid it skaven are going to play are going to play relatively elite if you're going to do well either building around rat ogres or storm fiends because they just have just crazy efficiency and movement but uh yeah there's definitely if you want to go big and not have to play around having your pack masters on the table storm fiends don't need babysitting and they do a lot of good work themselves and even the rattling cannon one you know with the three four four eight melee profile it's he uh i i talk i talked with gray he said it was also very very solid uh, you just have to know when to use it uh there's some situations where you want to have him sh standing back and shooting and there's other ones where you need to get him in there and you need to be making use of that melee profile and that's what yeah. really kind of like separates the men from the boys there with the uh with the storm feed yeah for sure with with elite list in general, like I I really like it because I'm always trying to play like my perfect game, right? Like I'm playing an opponent, but like I always feel like more than anything I'm playing myself, and I want to make my best move possible every single time. And with elite list, you kind of have to uh, anyway. Um, but there's also fewer opportunities to not make those, and so it's I, I really like playing this like really structured and intentional game with everything. Um, and that again, like 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 he said about that rattling cannon, you got to know uh, you got to know when you're getting in there, and you got to know when you're you're sitting back and firing away and uh, I, I just I personally I really like that play style it's really fun for me um sounds like sounds like Gray's not afraid to uh to get a little a little scary in the numbers for some people too getting getting nice and low yeah it's it's fun to optimize it it's just a lot of times I know when I'm not playing it optimally or I I'm I, I purposely can't play optimally like mm -hmm. i can't move this guy off an objective or something like that yeah um, and you're dice reliant too right if the dice aren't going your way you're losing so <laughs> yeah he's uh he's not afraid of that and i i respect him because i think the thought of even putting seven models on the table terrifies me <laughs> um uh, i was talking to mike about it he's like he, he played three models i had a panic attack when i read that <laughs> and uh I, it's just like I, I to me the sweet spots eight to nine like you were talking about trying to not have to fight off the back foot for activation so hard and he's just like i don't care i'm gonna put seven models down like his attitude is so good in this game of just like let's have fun but let's try our best but then not being fearful of anything it's like a superpower man i don't think i could i don't think i could do seven models if i tried like i'd probably be like ah it's not a good list i'm changing it like he's got some good uh, flex in there too though like that yeah i mean he's, it's built really well because that bombardier can you know really soften stuff up with 15 inches um you know the rattling cannon can also soften stuff up like it, it's it's a it's a really well built list for an elite list and i say that not playing a ton of skaven but just kind of glancing at it real quick and yeah i i'd, I'd throw it on a table i'd get into it so on the opposite end of the spectrum we had the list with the most <laughs> models in it Kyle and I got to I got to see I got to see Kyle play and chat with him so he so he is another 
pretty skillful player. Like I, things that he was able to do and the things I heard about, uh, the, the tricks I, I heard about him pulling off against people were insane for this tournament. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's a big, uh, uh, dude's, dude's a great guy. I'm also running an event with him in November. He's a big, wants to play the unknown, uh, untested, unplayed warbands. Uh, he played in our TTS tournament, Shadow Stalkers, if that gives you any indication of how he plays. I think he did a 16 damage pack tactics. Yep. In against this. an Annihilator. <laughs> against an Annihilator? <laughs> um, Incredible. And, right. It's awesome. And he plays the list really well. And, uh, if you're talking, we were talking about my list before. Uh, the biggest problem I have is this list. Uh, if I ran into him, he would flatten me because the Baron just makes things dance fast. He can, uh, he can have that double to sound the hunt, um, and uh, he just runs people right into engagement. Can't shoot them. He's got a great list, thirteen models, and he just span. He doesn't care. Kill fifty-five point ghoul. Mm-hmm. He does not care. He's gonna just blow you up on a triple. It's insane. Thankfully, it's not the same as the Flesh Eater Ghouls, where they have that really incredible reaction to just suck an attack away from you. But, oh, um, baffling yeah, it, I mean, yeah, if, if that was if it was the same Ghouls, this would be, uh, I think, probably closer to four and one, five and zero, oh, uh, just because of how how good how good those uh, those chaff are. But um, it was cool talking to him a little bit about just his his build concepts with this faction, and uh, I know he's he's working on some other some other versions of these guys that uh, are. I I hope I never play. I hope I never have to. To play against them because they sound absolutely fantastic and uh, really really cool ideas behind uh, what what he does with it and uh, yeah the, like you said though the Baron just so so good for just shift shifting stuff around um, and I, I mean mad props for bringing at that point one of the two newest warbands right full full new yep. warbands yeah so yeah. I'm, I, anytime someone's got that good that good turnaround time I gotta you get bonus points from me yeah. Yeah, I, I saw him play, and I it was he had a bunch of ghouls on the board, and it was like he he was like he was trying to solve a, a puzzle with the board state. Like, okay, this is what I need to do to win. Like, okay, you gotta go move this guy here, move this guy here, pack tactics or whatever. Right? Yeah. And so that's it, you have the you have the ability to do that oftentimes with that many models, right? Because they're mm-hmm. going to be out of activations, and then okay, I can do do whatever I want now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just <laughs> the, the flexibility and like you, like you're you're playing like an eight nine model list and uh, you get done and all of a sudden he's got eight nine activations to go because he's just been waiting on some stuff. You know, it can can get pretty out of hand. I think with the the volume and uh, the value that you can get from from the double from the the Baron and uh, just not not being afraid to waste half an activation with a ghoul basically because you got so many. So I don't know how many we got left here. Okay, this is our last list from from Nova. So we got Thomas Arthur uh, representing uh, Bone Splitters, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting, interesting uh, inclusion. Uh, looks like he's a lot of his work is getting done by the two Bolt Boy bosses, actually. Oh my goodness, this, this is, is a list. I didn't is... really <laughs> dig into this before, but yeah, this is, reminds me a lot of his Adepticon list, uh, where he brought the uh, the Razor Dons in Seraphon, where he just loves really shipping that damage all over the map with some really nasty pieces. So yeah, this is this is cool to see. <laughs> this is an awesome. This is awesome. Uh, I was clowning on a uh, on on bone splitters a couple nights ago with some friends but uh this is this is this is exciting news looking at this 
double hungry uh, across the board between mm-hmm. charged aim shot, venom encrusted weapons. But uh, if you don't, if you don't come and engage that bolt, uh, the bolt boy bosses, you're getting picked down, and then he's coming in and cleaning up. It's pretty smart. I like it. Mm-hmm. Thomas is another real, real fun guy to just hang out with and chat to, and uh, his his hobby is also really really exquisite and uh always yeah this two two tournaments i've seen him bring stuff to that's just really unique uh ideas behind what he's what he's building with so it's really uh and i mean the the uh i, I would wager that this was the to's uh mvp for for justin i know how much he loves yeah. his skin <laughs> yeah. so, uh, and and it didn't didn't go one and four like uh, i think dan had after justin was talking him up like oh, everybody's gonna fall in love with bone splitters and then they're gonna go one and four so props to thomas for for piloting him to three and two that's a moral victory right <laughs> right so besides the nova list we got a couple other lists for you you might not have seen them uh so there was a tournament in norway as well the norcry tournament and i got uh three lists here to go over as well so uh i don't i got i just got their discord names here so captain awful i think is the norwegian champion mm-hmm. uh took first place uh with an overs list uh Similar to the Double Trouble list, he's got one Gut Lord, one Iron Gut, a Lead Belcher, and then two Brugits, Lugget and Thwack, Quiv, and Bushwhacka. So he 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 drops a model, uh, but instead he has a third uh, threat within the Lead Belcher that can kind of do a little bit of range damage. Did they? Uh, do you know what the? I can't remember what the pack was. Was it Rumble or was it um, just a custom pack that they put together? I, w- I want to say it was Salty's pack, but I can't. Oh yeah, be sure. Okay. And that's I mean that's a, that's a pack that's kind of built to be balanced, and this is a good list mm-hmm. to to play balance with too. It's it's a cool idea downgrading uh, the the Gut Lord to an Iron Gut, um, and getting your what is that forty five points to uh, yep. to mess with. That's a really and cool. You, you drop Shriek and you gain a hundred points there too. Yeah. Yep. For Shriek's sure. Yeah, this is Shriek's good for the movement, but but. If you wanna, if you wanna focus on getting a third thread in there, mm-hmm. that's probably the cut. When I mean, you've got you know that you you've got three models that can move seven in one activation, and one of them probably doesn't need to move. You know, doesn't need the double with that lead belcher to to just start plugging away with the old uh, with the old cannon there. So um, it's yeah, it's interesting to to add a, a ranged piece into uh, the the Gut Lord smash list. Um, it's and obviously effective, right? Came first. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, oh, you also lose the uh, the basic Noblar as well. Mm, okay. So all yeah. So all of your cheap guys are the old 1.0, a little bit tougher ones. Which is uh, getting rid of a regular Noblar as an opponent of this list. I would be very appreciative because it's much easier to identify Luggett and Thwack, <laughs> Quib and Bushwhacker as models yep. on the table. <laughs> That's for sure. It's a very interesting list. I think it's really cool. It's a nice spin on it. It's you're not as all in on the two. Yeah. The, two the lead belcher yeah. gets some flexibility mm-hmm. in there for sure. Um, and and realistically, the difference between the iron gut and the gut lord, uh, you're still killing most stuff. Four wounds and slightly less damage. You know, you're you're a little bit more worried about ten wound chaff, oh, yeah, yeah. eight wound chaff. Um, right. But I mean, yeah, I'll take two inches pro- projecting two inches of uh, terrifying uh, ogre aura for four eight damage hitting on threes most of the time yeah uh yeah i'm not gonna say no yeah for sure yeah if you want to compare these two right 
for 45 points, you don't have the gross 510 profile, you're down to a 4-8 profile, and you lose four wounds and, and a hero rune mark. So do you, do you lose the uh the bonus um attacker move? Uh yeah. might make um, Yeah, this yeah, right. might makes right. That's a might hero. Makes right, it's a hero rune mark. Okay. Yeah. So you, I guess that is kind of uh that's probably one of the bigger differences then. Um but I mean you might mean you might need to be uh onslaughting potentially more with this guy anyway, so um the damage output is just bonkers. Yeah, Cat Moffle brings good lists to every Norcry tournament, like meta-defining lists that you can mm-hmm. take elsewhere. Yeah. And I mean, he's probably, I'm guessing the Brugit was with the Iron Gut too, so I guess you're not onslaughting, you're Brugitting. And then, um, yeah, some flex after that too, so. And second place, we had Krister uh, with a shell based on Nurgle Demons. Uh this is similar to like what Fred plays with Nurgle Demons and Two Big Hammers. Mm-hmm. Uh, his choice of hammers was a Doom Bullet at 280 and a Varengard with Spear at 280. And then he fills it in with Plague Ridden and Seven Plague Bears. 1,000 points even, 10 models. Love it. Love it when you get that even 1K points. Always fun. Uh, the Doom Bull, the Beast of Chaos, that first round is really nice with that five move. Just pop that double. Um, I guess no, it's the value of the ability, I think, for for their first round. But still getting getting yep. your big piece in, you know, any Ray herd ambush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, that's the one. But anytime you're getting a, a move on a double, even though, you know, chances are you're probably getting a four up double. So almost as a full movement on a double for that first round is really nice. Then you can start smashing. Yep. I'm a, yeah. I'm surprised about the spear instead of just the blade for the I was gonna damage. say that too. Yeah. The the yeah. spear versus the blade hurts me to see it but i know why he did it because right. if you want to get right. if you want to get those models in and the doom bowl you don't have the points any other way yeah and there's no way to flex that to, yeah there's there's nothing there's no f- wiggle room for five points in here but it really like i don't have a vanguard with a spear yet but if anything was going to make me pick up one and build one with a spear this would be the list <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever build one of them uh i got a, a vanguard I got a Varengard with Ensorcelled Weapon, and I got a Varengard with Demon Forge Blade. That was the worst 20 minutes of my life building. <laughs> you got to sacrifice those fingers oh, anytime you're oh building chaos. God. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it, it's cool to see. Um, the uh, Obviously, Nurgle Demons is just a, another great base to, to splash stuff into. Um, and, I mean, pick, pick two really good models in there. I think yeah, to put in it's the super Baron, cool. Yeah, Varengard's always at the top of the list. Uh, oh, what do I need? Mobility and, and an anvil piece? Cool, Varengard. Oh, does it need to kill as well? Still Varengard, great. And then Doombull is another really good, really good muncher. Gets out there and starts blowing through stuff. Um, 38 wounds on four toughness is a huge difference. I've played a lot of Korgarats and they disappear in a hurry, only having 30 <laughs> wounds. So um, it's it's amazing. If, they're, if they don't get a kill, like, you know, when they get double hit back, they really start to start them out pretty quickly. So um i like that for the for the doom bowl too but yeah four question points. is why a doom bowl over a fomo crusher or uh override um i'm just curious I, i'm not saying it's the wrong pick but uh i'm just scratching my head on that i mean the move that first round move for sure first round move okay mm-hmm. no i'm 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 with you fred's list that has the vanguard with the demon forge blade and the fomo crusher uh you know yeah, that, that was that was scarier. super solid. That won our that won our last local tournament. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, 
It could, I mean, you never know. It could also be. I know Krister's pretty, uh, pretty into to building lists, and it might not be uh, the case in this instance. But um, sometimes you just don't have the models, right? And I know those have been right. a little harder to get a hold of, even with like the triple pack that came out with all three of the uh, the original allies. But um, also sometimes it's cool to cool to play something new. True. Yeah, you're right. Stick it out there. But I, I, I do. Yeah, I tend to agree that it maybe for for 280, um, the the FOMO. You know, probably is looking better. But I mean, it's hard to argue with second place too, right? No, <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Uh, it was only for itself. And then uh, honorable mention. I don't know what the ultimate place was. Uh, it would. There was a game between Krister and Wombat, and there was uh, something happened. Uh, was, some rules got messed up, which kind of changed the outcome of the game. And so Krister wound up winning the game after losing. I think that's the long and short of it. But uh, yeah, mixed up the the double for bonus toughness. I think for the reaction. The reaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a bummer. But um, yeah, cool, cool list though for but sure. This is a this is a solid list. So like we saw before, using uh, using Air Quester Soul Sworn as allies in a ko list here now we have a annihilator prime with the hammer again oh was, i'm sorry yeah this is a the thunderstrike plus an errant quester with grand spear so these you have that pack of allies built into your ko so they're they're your big melee hammers and then you still have the base you have an either chemist you have two either cannons you have an arcanaut with the spear four pistols still 10 models a thousand points Jeez. even it's great. It's a great list. I love the uh, the like we talked about Order Palooza with the uh, Quester just to mm -hmm. you know dole it out. I don't know actually if that's the one without the Rune Mark or if they could still do uh, just a, a generic double give something else a move. Yep. Yeah. All of them. Okay. All of them can give the free attack. Yep. Okay. I love the uh, the two anvil pieces with. Uh, with a very like ranged heavy like KO because once you close down on them and you clamp down on them or you don't give them that FFP setup that they really want, you can really just take the bite or the legs from them. I mean, if they get the setup, they roll hot with Aether Cannons. It's, it is what it is. But uh, having those two big tough bodies that are not that bad in terms of movement, uh, the three inches are right, but it's offset by the Quester. Um, and just throwing him in the face on a point while you go and set up and do everything elsewhere. I think it's really smart. And I think that's just the way to go for something that lacks that ability to sit on a point and fight it out, which is inevitably going to happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. That three inch range is really nice too, because you're probably not using the double. Wild. So yeah, you, you've got great, great projection with that one too. And five toughness, like you said, sticking around for a while, those 20 wounds always seem to disappear faster than you want them to whenever I've, um, whenever I've seen people playing with the questors, but um, yeah, ideally you're not you're not engaging stuff that's also hitting from three inches away, so you should be should be winning more fights against chaff and stuff like that. But um, again, again, another another real cool iteration of of the KO concept, and um, it's cool just seeing kind of the the um, the flip book of pieces that uh, we all we know are good, and just to see how they interact and how they actually play on the table. Um, and I think I think uh, Wombat went pretty well the rest of the tournament too. Mm -hmm. Four rounds, I think he did they do pretty well overall. So um, yeah, cool cool iteration for sure. Well, yeah, and the Ether Chemist really strong too. Six attacks on the Ether Chemist, yep. mm -hmm. and then again we have the the Annihilator 
you know, some sort of annihilator package, annihilator ally package. Sometimes you see an annihilator with an old guard. This is just that kind of beefed up. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't, I think the, I, I was thinking at first, I was like, well, I didn't bring an old guard in this list, but I mean, you don't want to, you don't want Arknots move either. They don't need to move the same way that the other stuff does. They, they want right. to get to their spot and then they can just start shooting. So the movement isn't as um, crucial for them to have as a, as a bunch to get shifted around. Interesting. There's no flyers in this list, right? For, for nope, KO. No flyers. All, no all flyers. Sloggers, so that's kind of, um, I feel like, I, I don't feel like I've seen one without a, a single flyer in it before, so that's cool. It's an it's an interesting point to make, right? Usually you see at least like one Mizzen Master in all these lists or something like that. Like, what could yep. you do without an experiment if you're playing KO and you just choose not to use a flyer? It's yeah. more points for more either cannons and leaders for, for fight for profit and mm-hmm. just more Arcanauts. I think there's probably something solid there. Yeah, and, and it's I mean, of... tech dependent, right? Like, depends on what what missions you expect to play. Right. There's going to be times where you need that mobility, but other times where you're like, no, nah, let's just just start shooting. Lack, yeah, the lack of speed might not might not matter, right? You know, mm-hmm. right. In in some of the missions, you can just march your Arcanauts across the board, and they're going to get to where they need to get to eventually. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the uh, and I think that's I think that's exactly what it is, right? Because you only have one FFP here. So being able to sit down and be like, I'm going to go in with my boys and make them absolutely devastating on the point, and I still can shoot with no minimum range up there, uh, or sit back and hang out with some Aether Cannons and have some good range. I think it's a, I think it's actually, the more I look at it without the flight, the more it makes sense. Do you know, uh, was the deployment the Aether Cannons, Aether Cannons with the two Aether Cannons, or was the, were the cannons split out? I didn't have any sort of deployment groups for this one okay. for this tournament. I'd be curious. That's I mean, because you're obviously you want FFP on the Aether cannons just because you're you're lifting models in a hurry. But um, Eric from Dogs of Warcry, uh, he played KO for a while locally, and uh, his I was talking to him the other night about it. And he said the biggest uh, biggest change that he made that he really felt was better with the list was uh, with playing with Aether cannons was getting them separated from each other so that uh, sure you can lose one, but you still have that good good damage output so um this i mean this list almost looks like you put them in there that would be that would be my instinct yeah yeah because you still got bodies in your third deployment because you know the annie prime and the the quester are together with what one other body and then you've got four arknots uh to to chuck in your other deployment group so um but it's cool it's such an asymmetrical uh if if it is right this is all conjecture but uh, if that is what the three the three deployment groups are you you're really um really spreading out in a really interesting way thought experiment interesting mm-hmm. thought experiment yeah. i draft i i some what could, what could you do with three either cannons one in every group and a leader in every group and then fill the rest out with arcanauts do you have a lot left for arcanauts because you're playing what 90 you're playing company captains right the 90 guys for that list you so could play admirals you, admirals you could play admirals or engineers are they the is the 90 points the cheapest one for him? Yep, 90 points is the cheapest though. So you got Keep two money every deployment with that combo, and then you've got what four four arcnots to right to fill out. Oh no, uh, yeah, four arcnots total, right? In theory, it's 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 vicious, right? Because you could strike from any deployment group or any anything from anywhere with an aether cannon and just it's... touch and really hurt. But uh, it's really 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 dice hungry. Yeah. And it's going to be up to the pilot to know where and when to utilize that. 
uh, and those lists, although they're awesome, uh, they fold the dragon pieces or pieces with charge or things that can just get in there super fast. They fold pretty quick. And if it's a company captain and not an admiral, uh, like you said, the admiral would be primo for that because of the points. Um, it can be it can go real bad or it can go real good. I think you're going to get very um, polarized uh, results from a list like that. And yet again, yeah. it's, like you said, it's all good. conjecture, but. It's got high uh, high war cried potential where like you're going to win big and you're going to lose big with that list. Right. There's going to be games where it's not fun for you and there's going to be games where it's not fun for your opponent and you're not going to have a whole lot in the middle, I would imagine. Yep. But again, list de um, pack dependent. There might be packs where that's the simple best thing you can possibly do. Just yeah, <laughs> play play kill team, the war cry, the kill team version. This brings us to a close for this episode of Dayton War Cry Club. Thanks for sticking around for this additional coverage. You can always chat with us on the official Warcry Discord, link in the description below. On Discord, my name is War Machine. I'm Armor Enthusiast 7. And I'm Girth Demon. Thanks for listening. Man, that felt like a sitcom at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm Girth Demon. <laughs> Dude, Justin like introduced me in the in the goddamn like yeah. movie. He's like, it's it Girthy. I'm like, you just say my name, but now everyone's like, what's up, Girth? Introduce me. This is my girlfriend. This is Girth Demon. Like, I don't think I'd ever introduce my wife. Like, yo, let me introduce you to this sick guy, Girth Demon. I mean, I'm not gonna call you by your name ever again in, in no. real life. Hey, my hey, name had to get changed coffee? from before. What's the name on it? Girth Demon. It used to be Vein Factory. That was the other one before. That's a <laughs> You know I'm still you know I'm still recording here. I'm yeah, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>